Welcome to the Designated Drinker Show, the podcast that's raising the bar on craft cocktails. I am your host, Louise Solison. With me is my very, very talented friend who can kick my New Year's resolutions right to the curb with a single shake of the shaker tin. It's Mixtress DC Gina. Hi, Louise. Can you hey. believe we're at the end of this year? I know, I, mean, I know. At the end of the year, looking at it on new. Where did the time go? I don't know. I still feel like I'm in a, in a in a vortex of 2020. I haven't gotten out yet. I don't know. It just feels like just like yesterday. It was September. It was. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Uh, like it was uh, still warm out or something. Exactly. Um, but it is not. But it is New Year's. And with New Year's comes a lot of traditions, right? Everyone has their own. Maybe it's counting down to midnight. Maybe, you know, kissing your sweetheart. And I know there are people who like bang pots and pans and jumps on, jump on the couch, which I don't get. But um, but most of us, most of us will raise a glass, right? And offer a toast. Um, Fireworks. So if you. Oh, well, yeah, that too. That too. You're right. That's my favorite. Um, so don't burn. Don't burn <laughs> anything, though. Um, but while you're while you're toasting, if you don't have uh, a toast, do you have a toast that you go to? Do you have your Me? like one that? Yeah. Yeah, always. I um, well, I toast my family, health, health, family and happiness every time. That's my favorite toast. And then um, usually I open a bottle of something bubbly. Nice. Since since I've been 21 or 18, you know, I've been opening bubbly, you know, whatever. Should, yeah. Exactly. Drink responsibly, exactly. people. Um, you were 21 somewhere in the world, yes. right? <laughs> or my metaphysical um, world, whatever. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right. So um, for those who don't have a toast, here's a few that you, know, you might want to consider. Maybe you want to change yours up a little bit, Gina. Who knows? Um, here we go. One is, may your troubles during the coming year be short as your New Year's resolution. <laughs> kind of <laughs> sounds like mine. <laughs> um, here's to those who've seen us at our best seen us at our worst and cannot tell the difference. I like that one. Um, may we be who our dogs think we are. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's definitely true to, for me. <laughs> I like uh, that one. Yeah, I know. Um, here's champagne to our real friends and real pain to our sham friends. <laughs> I can't say that drunk. Yeah, yeah me neither. But I can't say I it. I barely it say be, it sober. It would be one of those things where I just would be like, blah, blah, blah. And people would be like, she's shit-faced. Like, no, I just, you know, I just can't rhyme. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll just scratch our own right off the list. Um, uh, may the best day of your past be the worst day of your future. Oh, that's really See, cute. but if you, like if you flip one. it and you get it wrong, you screw it all up. <laughs> um, no, I don't know. I don't know. I have to probably stick to what I know. Yeah. But I like all of these. Yeah, I think I'd have to write that one on my palm. And then last but not least, cheers to a new year and another chance for us to get it right. <laughs> I think that's the best thing about New Year's, right? You just, the hope for a new, you can like clean the slate and start start fresh, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I say that every year. Yeah, but I think as long as you wrap it up in goodwill, yeah. that's, I think, the positive part, right? Um, so. It's my every year diet resolution. And I'm like, oh, this is the year. <laughs> Never the fucking year. <laughs> I know. I know that year. It's gonna come someday. Yeah, it's gonna come someday when I'm in the casket and I can't stop. Just like eating. my prince. <laughs> there you go. You can't eat when you're dead. No kidding. No kidding. What can you do? Um, so all this chitter chatter about goodwill brings me to today's designated drinker, who I have no doubt 
is a ton of fun at a New Year's Eve party, um, for any party for that matter. Uh, you may have seen him competing and winning on Beat Bobby Flay and Guy's Grocery Games on the Food Network. Please welcome to the show celebrity chef Christian International Gill. <laughs> <laughs> hi, hello. Hi, hello. Hello, hi. Hi. Hello. Welcome. Uh, Thank you, ladies. Oh my gosh. Such a cutie. <laughs> I'm so I'm, glad you're finally here. I know I was gonna say I'm happy to be here. Yeah, and Gina, weren't you on that guy's grocery game? Does that mean Christian? I was. You? I was holy cow. Yeah, this past summer we did a tournament of champions, a summer tournament. For five weeks on the Food Network. Good lord. You gave me a run for my money, so. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, I tried. Yep. yep. As the bagel lady. The bagel. Where is Monica? <laughs> As the fucking bagel lady, Monica. I hope she's listening to this. That she's so crispy, fucking the bagel, bagel lady, lady bullshit. The bagel lady. Oh, bagel lady. <laughs> bagel lady beat us in week four. It's all good. <laughs> Yes, it was fun. We had a great time. Christian won, which we all, everybody watched here on um, DC. Everybody did watch uh, the episode at our bar. Of course. And everybody on our, um, you know, show and on our on Instagram, everyone knew. So now you're finally here. So now, you know, the questions are free. Uh, I mean, Louise, what's the first question? I feel like. Well, other than so I had, other than that, he beat me on the show. That should I, not be the question. Did everyone boo in your bar when I won? No, okay. no, no. You're super sweet, and I was like super excited for you. So no, of course not. Christian has the greatest video <laughs> of me ever. Right after we finished the show, <laughs> and we had so much to drink. We had so much to drink. Too much to drink, right? You, you and, were the um, designated drinker that night. That was you. Oh fuck yes, I was. <laughs> and Christian, the winner. Was the designated babysitter? Oh, I was, and I was literally, um, and I always say to everybody, I'm like, if you can't drink and be happy, don't drink. Um, it's the funniest thing. I'm like, basically, a weevil wobble in the street, and I'm like, Christian, I just love you. You're so nice. So whatever crazy shit came out of my mouth. There were so many things, <laughs> and you were just like, like, no, oh yeah, guys, oh Christian, I love you, and I just, and I'm like, I hope you're there. And like I was trying to be a gentleman and walk on the outside, like closest to the road, and then you were just in the road. Like I turned around and you were in the middle of the road, walking down the middle of the road back to the hotel. And I was just like, Gina, oh no, no, Jay, you were like, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. I was like, that's the whole way. It was great. It was a good time. And then she showed Chris me with oh, a on. cry mess because she's she's the cry drinker. And then you had uh, <laughs> Dan, who's the like apologetic drinker. Yeah, it was a good time. Look at them. Yeah, seriously, right? I was just like, um, then then you had Christian who literally was like, oh, these girls, these people are fucking messing. <laughs> make sure they all. I live. wanted to make sure everyone made it home <laughs> safe so we could get in the van the next day. That was that was my goal. Because you all started drinking oh, man, like an rocks. hour, two hours before I got there, because I had to go into interviews, yep. and so it, yeah, it was. I got there, and they were like, Christian, <laughs> fuck you. Yeah, we love you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Christian, what? Good like, times. Even... Yeah, I know. You're not allowed to say anything. So just imagine you're out celebrating, right? But you can't tell anybody what you're celebrating, why you think it's so funny. And you, you, you can't say a word, right? Chris so that. it's like almost like just like going like, like, like looking at each other like, you what? You know, like, I don't even know. It's fucking stupid. 
but it was so much fun. You know, the funniest thing is that, um, you know, the crew knew you guys were going to be on, knew there would be a lot of talk about the grocery games. The number one question every everyone asked me is, are all the products on the chef shelf real? Yes. Yes. They're fully stocked shelves. Yeah, yeah that was one of those things where like, do you think they're fully? I'm like, I bet you they are. Because when I watch, I try to, see, you can obviously see through. If you watch as an art director, you can see where they cheat some stuff. But uh, yeah, that was no, that's the number one question of all the things. I had a, people go, find out if all the food is real on the shelf. All of it's real. <laughs> they tell you don't take from the top shelf because that's the filler shelves. Like all of that product is generally over yeah. a year old. It's just filler. Don't take from there. And then, of course, Veronica. Who took from there? Veronica did. Veronica took from the top shelf. I did. You did? Oh, you did too? I did. So the the camera guy in the last episode, he was like, it's right there. It's right there. And it was in front of me. And I just grabbed it. And I took from the wrong one too. We both did it. And then I had to wait for my graham crackers to come. And um, yeah, that sucked. For your cobbler? The the graham crackers. That was so... uh, Oh, it's so oh. hard. It was so fun. And also, what a fucking... I'm literally going to take archery lessons now. <laughs> I mean, I thought we all cleaned up pretty well. Like I was like, oh, I can do this. And then I didn't do nearly as well as I wanted to. And I was just like, this is stupid. Like, I was like, camp is dumb. <laughs> like, oh, oh camp Yeti is dumb. Oh. Go yeah. sit on a canoe. It's so hard. So is it really is it really quick fire? Do they tell you? Do you have any idea what you might be cooking? Do you have you have no prep time? It's really yeah. like dance, baby, dance. That's yeah. why I made constipated faces every episode when we're standing there, and I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just waiting for him to say something, yeah. some nonsense about like, oh, it's this, but with a twist, and like, I'm just waiting. I'm just, I'm just anxious, like uh, just a ball of anxiety. And then he says whatever it is, and it's like, all right, let's go. Like, and it really is. Let's go. When they when they had you do the little fish out of the tank at first, I was like, I wasn't like paying attention. I was like looking away, and I went and I looked, and I was like, they're not having them eat like. And then I didn't realize they were fake fish. Is what it boiled down to. I was like, oh, they're fake fish. <laughs> they looked real. Because <laughs> again, I wasn't. I was like grabbing something. I looked away or something, and I was like, wait, what, what, what? And so, um, that was fun. Did you get the fish I you wanted? I last episode. It was hard, but it was fun. Me? Yeah. I got, um, wait, what did you get, Christian? You got uh, rockfish. I got, no, I got salmon, rockfish. Right? Oh, rockfish. Yeah. And I got salmon. And then that's when I, yeah. that's when I like lost my mind. I was like, now, but now what you guys didn't see was I talked a lot of shit to Ronica right as soon as I got that fish. I was like, look who's, look who's laughing now. The bagel lady with the salmon. Blah, blah, blah. I went fucking nuts. I was like, great. <laughs> there was no way I was getting kicked off with salmon. Not a fucking chance in hell. I've been cooking salmon every day for 10 straight years. You were never going to kick me off with that fish. Any other fish? Fucking sure. That fish, not a chance. There's nothing I can't do to that fish for sure. That was so funny. I was fucking dying. And then, but rockfish is our home fish here in Maryland for the bay. So that was even funnier when you got rockfish. I was like, oh, I love rockfish. So good. <laughs> I wanted catfish, but I said like rockfish was similar enough in terms of what I was going to do to it. I knew I was going to fry it from the moment that I saw fish. Like I was like, I'm doing like Southern fried buttermilk fried fish. No matter what it is, that's what I'm doing. I might just change like how much dredge I used, like, but I knew I was going to fry it no matter what. So I was happy with it. 
Cool. Well, you won. So I have a question. Um, do you think that on the show, and like Christian gave me a lot of advice while I was on the show because he's been doing these shows before. Like I only did one, yeah. pri- one cooking show prior and Christian had a lot more experience because you were on um, Guy's Next Big Project, yep. right? How many weeks was that again? Six. Six, Six weeks, weeks, right? So so he had a lot. It was just like, he's like, whatever you think. He's like, whatever you think. He's like, you need to put more seasoning. I'm like, okay. He's like, whatever you think, just just do more. And I'm like, Okay, and like like the literally the first episode, they're like, you don't have enough salt on this. I'm like, right, right, right. Got to do more on this. So wait, I have some Christian. I have a question. Do you think now, like you know, you've been on Be Bobby Flay and one, and you know, obviously guys grocery game like all over the place. Do you really think there's a way to like get on these shows and like and like literally just be like, put it in your face. Like here's the formula. That's how you're getting to the the minimum of the finals. Like. Do you think there's a bit of luck or do you think it's all just strategy um, or not luck, not luck. Um, you know, is it about talent or strategy? Yeah, it's definitely talent. I think that part of the reason that I've been like, had the opportunity to go on so many shows is because my theater background, I have a lot of tech background in theater. And so I vibe with all the production crew so much. Like I just, I appreciate what they do and appreciate the time it takes for them to do it. And so like I spend extra time on set, like getting to know everyone's names and making sure that like whoever my camera operators are, I know their names. And then I try to set them up and tell them that like what I'm about to do before I do it. So they have time to like stage themselves for shots. And I think it's like the, like the courtesy, the common courtesy I have with production and that like production respect plus just being not a, drama queen on set I think that those help with the talent part like it doesn't really matter what they throw in front of me like I'm not gonna like I can't win I never win them all but like I always do my best and I always make sure like I told you I always season like to oblivion and then I just try to give them the best like I try to think about the best material. like material yeah give them the best material I can yeah. and I think that that's well that's it it's, I think that's brilliant strategy because then that means that's a lot of good footage. It's a lot of good footage. So it works because when the editors are sitting there and they have all this footage that, you know, oh, I did see there was a mistake in one of, in the, I think it was the second one, second to the last one, and, or it's the last one. And it, they did this overhead shot and you guys are standing in completely different uh, places and then they cut and you were in different places like, oh. I love watching for that stuff. But I think to your point, I think it's great that when you if you make the production people and especially the cameramen, your fan, your your friends. Absolutely. You're right, because then they're getting the best footage. So and yeah, being an asshole never get you anywhere. (laughs) I've seen many people come and go on these shows being an asshole and it just does not doesn't help. Also, the microphone is always on. As soon as they put the mic on you, it's on because like. I've had people, I had people, I think Jonathan, was it Jonathan? There were a couple of people on the show and on other shows that like, as soon as a mic goes on, I stop talking. Like I, I'm my normal self. And then when the mic ha- comes on, I just don't talk anymore. And they're like, you're all right. I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. And they're like, well, what's wrong? I'm like, oh, my mic's on. And they're like, it's not on. And I'm like, yes, yes, it is. <laughs> like they're listening to us right now. So keep talking shit about whatever it is. They'll make sure that that's what you have to eat. <laughs> you're like, don't. Don't, don't don't talk a bunch of mess because it'll it's not gonna play out in your favor. Like just be respectful and just you know switch into game mode. Yeah. So you mentioned your drama background. Um, 
when what when did you get this cooking bug? When did this all start for oh, you? Just in your blood. Well, I was a wee lad, back in the the days of Kentucky. <laughs> as my ma and my grandma, my mom, my da. Um, yeah, I was like six, seven years old and cooking in my grandmother's kitchen and my mom's kitchen and just like getting to cook with my with my mom and grandmother was really like where the like itch culinary itch came from. And then I just never really strayed too far away from a commercial kitchen. Like my first real job was my first under the pay under the counter job when I was like fourteen. I worked for a carnival company, like an inflatable rides and catering company out of Kentucky, out of Lexington. And then like so I like I was learning how to make like, you know, sausage and peppers and Philly cheesesteak and funnel cake, like all the carny food when I was like fourteen. And then I worked for Barnes and Nobles a Starbucks cafe. And like back in the day, like we actually like did make food. Like we didn't make everything, but we did make some food. And so and then I just never strayed away from a kitchen. Like even when I was in college, I still worked at Carabas, worked at Outback, Bonefish, like Disney, all the things. <laughs> you worked at Disney? <laughs> yep. Like four years. What? We didn't we didn't Where? Get to talk Wait, about which it. Disney? We Where? California? Getting, you know, deciding who was the designated drinker of the day every night. So like first of all i went out one night with you guys two nights two nights one night i went out i stayed sober the entire time i was was terrified christian i was so afraid that it be after all that shit was talked about me that i wasn't going to make it to the finals that's all i cared about would i make it to be the last three you made it that was it that was it i was like once i got there i was like i am going to um breathe you crushed it no, you made it. You won money on the way. Like, literally, it was the three people that were in the finals were the three that won throughout the tournament. Like, it was dope. It was dope time. Dan, uh, yeah, but hold on. I want to go back to Disney for a minute. Wh- which Disney did you work uh, in? Orlando. Where, what, where, Epcot, where'd you work? Everywhere. No joke. Like, I'm not even, I'm not even being vague and generalized to be, I'm not vague booking you to vague book you. I literally worked everywhere. Like, I originally went there, uh, I was in Fort Wilderness and who do you do musical review the longest running dinner show in america i was i was there um america America. you were singing like you were a performer no i was i was in back of house Mm -mm. okay i wasn't pretty enough i wasn't pretty enough to be on stage at disney that's why i went back to food like i originally went to college for theater but then i i went back to food because i wasn't pretty enough for all of the disney things well i think you're pretty um I was going to say, I'm like, Christian, if you seriously were like in a fucking show, I was going to like, lose no. my mind. I was going to be I, like, I did, I did do shows, but like, I wasn't, I was not a main cast member by any means um, on like main stage or anything, on like main street or any of that stuff. Like I, I was still cast member and did like other things, but I never, I never amounted to Prince Charming. Because <laughs> That would have been awesome. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I have a question about Disney and then I'll, and then I'll stop. My last question about Disney. So Epcot blows my mind. How many people they feed? It's, it's fucking mind boggling. Is it like, they really do make everything there, right? Nothing comes in frozen to Disney, right? No, we make everything. I don't mean that. I mean like sauces and stuff. They have chefs on site. You make everything everywhere. Like Disney is, everything is made from scratch essentially. Like, you know, clearly, like, wow. we're not making soy sauce. I say we as if I'm still there. 
the brain, the microchip yeah. in my brain so it just doesn't turn off. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to get. It's hard to shake a cult. <laughs> yeah, hard to shake it. The mouse. No, everything is made. Everything's made fresh. Like we made barbecue sauce. We made like I made cornbread. I couldn't tell you. It sounds racist, but I did. I made a lot of cornbread. Um, it was. I got out of making cornbread real real quick because I didn't think that. Um, I didn't think that the cornbread should be sweet and Disney cornbread is like really sweet and super popular for being so sweet. So like one day I just made it with too much salt by my standards, it was the right amount of salt for South, but for them, cause you know, Florida's not the South. And then they were like, who made this wrong? And I was like, Oh, I did. <laughs> You're not making cornbread anymore. Thank you. <laughs> Don't want to. <laughs> So you got your way. Perfect. I'm sure. I got my way. I, I didn't get to didn't get to work in any of the four diamond kitchens for a while because I was being insolent, but you know, got my way. I'm obs- I was obsessed with I didn't love Disney like as in just in Disney itself, but like I couldn't fucking believe the amount of food that went out there. It was it was mind boggling. Especially to me. during the yeah. Especially at Epcot. The flower show, like the it, the food and wine at Epcot with all the flowers. Yeah. Like, it's a lot. And like it's all made from scratch. Like, yeah, it's a lot. Wow. That's what I went. I went there one year and I was like, holy shit. It was crazy. I've never seen anything like it. And then like, and then the French pastries and all that shit. And of course I asked, I'm like, this is all made here. They're like, yeah. I'm like, they're no. fucking lying. And then you're it like, is. no, it is. It's nuts. All right. Sorry. We shouldn't be just talking about, I, I, I don't know, Louise. I can talk about Disney all day, all these places all day. I think we should do it. No, I think it's really interesting if you think about the fact that, like, it, you, Christian, you, from after getting to know you a little bit, it's really interesting how you truly are at the crossroads of, I mean, when you watch on TV, you can obviously see you have a natural flair, a very, uh, you're made for TV, basically, personality. And then you're obviously incredibly talented in cooking. Um, it just it just seems like it's a perfect place for you. It seems like a really great place. And it's great to watch you make you make like Gina, you both are really great to watch. Like it's fun to see you, you, you have a persona and you're, you're there and it's engaging and it's not just, it's not dry. You can tell you really want to win. I think it's great. I think, uh, don't take her away from me, but I think you're both great for this space. That she is. She's pretty bad. So do you think you're going to continue in it? Um, I'm going to do my best. I mean, I did just have a snack versus chef premiered on November 30th with, on Netflix, and that was that was fun. Yeah, wow. You can't win them all, but you know you can still entertain everyone and embarrass yourself, and that just proved it. <laughs> so, you know, that Christian, I missed that. Did you win or? Oh, I'll no, watch it. I'll I watch didn't. It. I did not. Oh, you said you can't, you can't win, win it, all. it all. Can't win them all. Can't win them all. Sometimes when they uh, make you make Pringles from scratch with uh, without you know a scientific food engineering kitchen, and they just give you you know, home appliances and say, dance, uh, you do the best you can. And a lot of times that means you just, nope, Mm -mm. struggle. That's what it was. I can't even imagine how you would make that. I mean, obviously I don't, I love to cook. Not like you guys. I love to cook though. But to even think about like Pringles don't taste like a real food. Like, I mean, that's one of those snacks where you're like, I don't think it tastes like, it's like Funyuns. I don't even know how that happens. Like, I can't imagine trying to make it's, something taste like a thing that doesn't taste like flour. food. It's milled potato it's, flour. Yeah, it literally, it's it's like if a baby, it's what a, it's what a mama bird sticks up to a baby bird, but it's potato flour <laughs> and rice flour. And then 
after you make it, as soon as it comes out in, in the shape, it's called a hyperbolic paraboloid. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Because the average chef at home is making hyperbolic paraboloids. <laughs> it took scientists two years to come up with this shape. And then after that, they put that methy Ozark, super fine methy breaking bad crystal salt on top, on the top side of the Pringle. <laughs> I don't know how to do that. I don't know what the, the ratio of MSG to kosher salt to pure the cell is. <laughs> I don't know. I did the best I possibly could. Like I, but like, I don't, how, how am I supposed to just be like, I don't know. I'm not, I can't, this just proved, you know, it humbled me, brought me back down to, to the level that I'm comfortable with, which is not making classic okay. snacks um, for anyone. You know. <laughs> But, well, that just makes us, us, you know, average normal mortals feel like, you know, less, less bad about ourselves. See, I'm also so a you, you, you did you did your fellow man a yeah, good. I'm, a, <laughs> I'm a muggle. I'm by no means a wizard. I'm a, I'm muggle. a muggle. Shut the fuck up. I'm a muggle. I'm a muggle. I'm a muggle just like you. you. I, I dumbly door my food sometimes, but for the most part. I'm a muggle. It's Levio style. That's hilarious. You know what? I'm I'm gonna give you my muggle right now. So um, I'm gonna give a little okay. mix. Okay. Can we yeah. do that? You ready? You ready, yep. Louise? Let's do the tips and tricks. Yeah, let's do it. Since we're talking about being a witch, we're gonna give you a, a fun little uh, mix for your New Year's in order to um, to bring wealth and prosperity and help to your um, to your drinking, if you will. Oh, the new year, 2023. Amazing, right? Well, the new year, you know, maybe you're um, wanting a new trick. Well, I got one for you. So this is one of my favorite things to do. It is, uh, it's a pineapple tea. I know, right? It sounds silly, but it's so wonderful, both alcoholic and non-alcoholic, which I totally love. So what you're going to do is you're going to take pineapple, pineapple scraps, pineapple core, you know, fresh pineapple, whatever you want. And you're going to take two cups of pineapple and you're going to put it into a bowl or a pot actually at home, bowl here in the studio, pot at home, you're gonna need to cook this, right? I did say tea. So you're gonna take that and put it in there and then the next thing you're gonna do is you're gonna take an orange and if you watched, um, and you take the stickers off your oranges cause that is silly. Uh, if you watched any of our other videos, you'll know that we take the oranges very seriously and we go all the way around. And I'm showing you again, I'm just kind of going very slow to make one ribbon because cleaning up, is hard to do, right? Or what's that song? I'm not really sure. Anyway, put that in there. Now we're gonna take one lemon. I happen to have a Meyer lemon. These will come into season on the East Coast or deliver it to the East Coast right around now. So January, February, you should start seeing them. If you live on the West Coast of the US or someplace a little bit more tropical, well, you have them all year long, so good for you. So use them more then. So we're gonna take that, we're gonna put that in again, same peel. That beautiful golden color. I just it just kills me every time. It smells so good already, and I haven't even done anything else to it. So now you're gonna take that and you're going to put in there. I like to put one cinnamon stick, and I can put this all in before I add my hot water. Now, if you're doing this at home, you're going to do this um, in a little bit differently. You'll put everything in and you'll bring it to a boil over a medium heat, turn it off, cover it, and then use it after the sugar is um dissolved. So right now we have the hot water in there, so two cups, and we're gonna add one cup of sugar. 
You don't want sugar, don't put it in there. You love sugar, put more sugar in there. I'm gonna use one cup to two cups of boiling water. And by the magic of design, this is now boiling over medium heat, right? And I said it's ready. This is when you're gonna add your herbs. Now I'm using a little bit of fresh thyme, it's delicious. I'm gonna put that in. And then I'm gonna use some sage. Sage is wonderful because even in the winter time, it grows and it gets this little white fuzziness to it, even though it's not as green as it would be, say, in the summertime. It's wonderful. You're gonna put that in. Again, one more time, medium heat. All dissolved, sun's delicious. By the magic of this room, you will be left with some translucent pineapples, deliciousness, and you'll see that your peels are all see-through and lovely. And now, see me on the other side for the cocktail. Awesome, awesome. So where are they gonna go to get this tips and tricks? You're gonna go to designateddrinker.show for your tips, tricks, how to, how to win shows, according to Kristen Gill. <laughs> um, also, where to get your muggle card. When the sorting hat will happen, you're going to go to designateddrinker.show. And uh, that's it. Yep, yep. And they, if, it, if that's too much, you can even just scroll down into your episode notes. We'll have links to all of that. and uh, Or you can uh, hit us up on uh, on the Instas. Oh, yeah. Tell Jane what you're thinking. Yeah. Yes, please. You can slide into my DMs. I can never <laughs> say that without laughing. I don't even know. Somebody's like, someone slid into your DMs. I'm like, excuse me. I'm like, it just yeah. sounds dirty. Just hit me up. <laughs> you have questions? Let I don't me know. know. P mix can sound dirty awesome. too. Like, uh, let me give you this P yes. mix real quick. Oh. Mm. You know, I'll show you my eggs. Here's what? the P mix. You want to see my eggs? Do you want to see my coppery egg? Listen, uh, you know, all right, for all the listeners, before the show started, I showed everybody I have, I have chickens. If you've listened to a show, you know that I, I now live on a farm and I have all these chickens and I have a Marin chicken and they lay copper brown eggs and I finally got a few. So it's um, very special for me when I get my first pullets, which is their baby eggs. Nice. Yes, she was exposing her eggs to us all. I was, and we all know that it looks like when you say that, someone's like, why are you showing me your vibrator? Oh, uh, I wasn't. I was just talking about my eggs. I mean... I was not ready. I forgot about the chickens. And so I was like, oh, we're going for it. All right. Well, I haven't haven't had a drink yet this year, but uh, okay. All right. With all this chicken talk, um, <laughs> this brings us to the end of part one uh, with celebrity chef Christian Gill, international. Um, but if you're anything like Gina or like me, you know, one round is just not enough. So top off that drink and get ready for part two of this episode as we continue our boozy banter. And Gina's going to share this delicious, uh, this delicious toast for the new year that you can add a little something, something or take it nice and smooth. It's up to you. The Designated Drinker Show is produced by Missing Link, a podcast media company that is dedicated to connecting people to intelligent, engaging, and informative content. Also in the Missing Link lineup of podcasts is Roger That, a podcast dedicated to guiding you through the haze of dementia, led by skilled caregivers Bobby and Mike Carducci. Now, if you're looking for a whole new way to enjoy the theater, check out Between Acts, an immersive audio theater podcast experience. Each episode takes you on a spellbinding journey through the works of newfound playwrights, from dramas to comedies and everything in between. Find Missing Link's League of Podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. 
Please don't forget to subscribe, download, and review the shows. Your review helps our shows reach new audiences. To find out more about Missing Link, visit missinglink.company. That's missinglink.company.